Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us, folks, as we enjoy our Wednesday edition of Kelly and Company. Around Canada, check out AMI-audio right from your TV. SaskTel customers, you guys can find us over on channel uh, 555. And Rogers, Ontario, we're on channel 196. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Sitting with me here at the table at the uh, AMI head office in studio, Brock Richardson. I'm Kelly McDonald. So before we bring on our next guest who was with us just minutes ago, I just wanted to mention the fact you were talking about September being like, you know, new feeling. And growing up, it was always for me, September after Labor Day, going back to school, it was always like, this was the new year. And I know like January is technically the new year, but for me, after Labor Day feels like, the new year and it always has felt that way for me so it's just part of, i don't know what it is but wow yeah yeah it's just part of the way it is mm-hmm. bringing on who is a fixture on this program every other week is margaret weldon for in the know life's continuing changes can lead to a lot of questions join me margaret weldon to get your answers and then you too will be in the know Ensuring children's safety is everyone's responsibility, and there is so many factors we need to explore, especially this time of year as kids go back to school. Margaret is going to share with us some tips to keep our children safe going to and from school. Margaret, welcome back to the program. This is a wonderful topic we're going to explore over the next few minutes. Well, thank you very much. And it just seems to me that, I don't know, this past summer, too, there seemed to be a lot of um, children who were hit by by different vehicles and, and, you know, killed in different types of accidents. And I find, especially in Toronto, maybe this is me, where you hear more reports of kids getting hit when school starts back up again. And I think part of it is that drivers forget what it's like. Yes. For sure. I agree. I saw something recently about buses having some more, you know, uh, at least visual and audible noises of when they're going to slow down. And it's starting earlier than it used to before the uh, bus stop itself. But a good place to start here, Margaret, is what are some uh, ways that parents and guardians can really help the safety and to ensure that their children get to and from school exactly that safely? Okay, so the group we're talking about here are um, in Ontario. We have something called junior kindergarten. I know another, and I know across the uh, country we have kindergarten. Maybe they call it something different in each province, but this is junior kindergarten. So we're looking maybe at kids from maybe three to five years old who may have never been to school before, but you know who live close enough to the school and they're walking to school for the first time now hopefully they're going to get to go with a you know with a with a grown up but we'll talk about that in in later uh, parts of the segment but what parents can do is this take them to the school you know take them on the route show them the route that they're going to use when they walk to school show them the playground and the entrances they'll go in and out of and make sure that they understand what's safe and what's not safe And why? And, you know, if something goes wrong, make sure that they know what they need to do in in cases like that. One thing we need to keep in mind, and even though it might not be related to travel safety, is that children of this age bracket are going to have a lot of questions and they're going to have a lot of anxiety issues because this is going to be something new for them. So if they ask questions or if they express feelings of anxiety, give them permission to do that and maybe just ask them, so 
you know, what, what's making you feel so anxious or why are you so upset or whatever word they use so that you're reflecting their feelings and then you're answering their, your questions as best as you can. So that's uh, those are, are safe, some safety tips for very, very little little kids. Yeah, and that's that makes so much sense, especially that, that just making sure and understanding. So what are some safety tips that children should keep in mind when it comes to walking to and from school market? I think about when I was... Five, six years old, going to kindergarten. And, you know, it was a very, very different time then. And I think about it now, like, oh, my goodness. I, I, I literally was taught the way to and from to be able to go and walk home. Now, usually I was with a sibling because my one brother went to the school, uh, my older brother at the time I was. But I remember leaving with, with kids and going. And I remember going door to door for UNICEF into apartment buildings and knocking on people's doors, not having a clue what we were doing, but just a bunch of young little kids. Yeah. It was a different time, and I'm not suggesting for a moment a a better time, but what would you recommend for the kids for going back to and from? All right. So, no, this is a good point because I don't know how many kids walk to school anymore, but there are a few. So um, the first thing is, Try to walk in a group, right? Or at least have one other person with you because there's always safety in numbers. Quite often, if a child is on his or her own, you know, that's when things can happen. So this way, there's, there's, you know, it doesn't uh, make that chance disappear, but it does reduce that problem. And if kids are crossing the street, make sure to look both ways. And the littler kids that we just talked about, make sure that they're holding the hands of their sibling, you know, their older siblings or whoever it is that's taking them to school. Right. Um, And another thing that they should understand is that parents will never send a stranger to come and pick a child up from school. You know, so you might get that one that comes by and says, um, your, your mom or dad has been hurt and they're gone to the hospital. We don't know what's wrong, but they sent me to pick you up. Mm -hmm. Now that person may look very nice, but do not go with that person. Right. You make sure. And this is something that parents can do um, is is one thing they can do is have a code word so that if somebody different is coming to pick them up, let's suppose that mom or dad were supposed to pick the child up. But then somebody else comes instead, like an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or something. And if they use the code word word. Right. So let's suppose the code word is abracadabra. So if that person says abracadabra, that's the code word, then it's okay. You know, mom and dad didn't come and pick me up, but I know it's my grandparent or I know it's my neighbor or whatever, and I know it's okay to go with them, right? But you also want to make sure the teacher is aware of the change so that, you know, if, if it is somebody picking them up, that's another thing. Make the teacher aware too. Um, for And with that, I guess, comes protections of, we unfortunately know there's family circumstances and sometimes families aren't all together. Uh, some family members are not all appreciated, accepted, or uh, would be trusted doing something like that. So the changing of that word, I guess, and again, apprising the teachers or whatever once in a while, and certainly not making it something family widely known or neighbors known by the, you know, the best friend neighbor next door. That's very, very true. Careful. That's very true. Now, if if somebody, um, you know, if a child is is being accosted by a stranger, that child, you know, whether the child is in the group or not, try to make as much noise you, as you can. And if the other children are, are nearby witnessing, get them to make, you know, they should make noise too to say, okay, somebody's in trouble. And then, if possible, try to run to either the closest child's house, so the child whose house might be closest to the school, or a store or somewhere, and just tell a grown up, look, I'm in trouble. This is what it is, and the grown up can take things from there like by calling the the police or or whatever 
Um, I don't know if these still exist, and maybe you remember them, Kelly. They used to be called block parents, where they would put signs in the in the window so you that bet. if a yep. kid got hurt or, or you know something happened, yeah, the, had had neighbors in the complex, yes. uh, in Byron in London uh, at the time that were yes, and and that's you know so they they would hide, uh, is they could go to those that kid's uh, that person's house and know that it was safe to go there. If you're an older child who's going to be alone for like maybe an hour, and I'm talking, you know, maybe 10 or 11, make sure that the key to the house, if you're carrying a key to your house, is concealed so that nobody sees it, so that strangers know, you know, don't know that you're going home alone. Um, and, and those are some, of, and make sure, of course, to cross, to look both ways before you cross the street. I think I covered that one. I think what bothers me in all this, and it goes a step further to what you have been talking about, is you hear situations about that word that you use in this case it was abracadabra when even when teachers work you know before and after school and someone new comes in and they start asking you know the questions of the parent or like the the questions that are on file and you still get that pushback from parents and i often think to myself would you rather that i ask you those secret questions versus just letting your child go with some stranger somewhere like this is where I get puzzled because parents and guardians also have to take some ownership and understanding of people taking care of your children also want to be sure that they're safe as well. So, uh, you know, there's that too, Margaret. And that's a very good point, Brock. Yeah, because a lot of parents, you know, say, well, why, why are you putting us through this? Why are you making us do all these extra things? And that's true. It's to keep a child safe. Better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. Uh, you alluded to this a little bit, but what can drivers do to make sure that pedestrians remain safe? Okay, this is a big one. Drivers need to have a care. They need to remember that uh, kids going back to school are going to mean more kids on the road, especially now that a lot of the schools are open. I don't know if there's going to be any home uh, schooling options this year because of the pandemic or not. I don't think there is. It seems like they're all going back. So drivers just need to slow down, have a care, look around, make sure that kids are, um, you know, not in the way of the car. Also, kids could even uh, wear something bright if possible, especially if they're out, you know, because the days get shorter. So if they're out in the in the dark at, you know, after school and the days are, are short, make sure that, that way the drivers can see them. But most of all, if a school bus is coming, drivers stop Wait for the child to get on or off the bus and then go on. Yes, it's going to take you an extra 30 seconds, but that's what it is. They're Every, kids. Everyone seems to be in a rush now. To go nowhere. It's yeah. like, where are you going? And it, all it takes is getting up that extra five, six minutes to ensure that you get there. And these types of things would avoid tragic accidents. I, like I think that discussing. should be the first question a cop asks when they pull you over when you're in a hurry and you're speeding. You know, where are you going? Well, I'm going to, uh, where's, where's so important? Or as they used to say, where, where's the fire? Yeah. Mags, we were talking about the school bus. Uh, what about some safety tips? When it comes to taking the school bus that kids should keep in mind. Now, these are good ones, too. So what kids should do is is make, make sure the bus comes to a full stop before getting on. Make sure to stay in your seats. Uh, and make sure not to put arms, legs, you know, or any part of your body outside the window. You know, some, some of these buses don't have air conditioned. And some kids get fascinated with the fact that they can feel the breeze of the air on their faces or on their, on their arms or whatever. Make sure not to do that because that's not safe. If something goes wrong on a bus, make sure to tell the driver. And uh, 
actually, I think that's all. Oh, and if you're, I'm going to just blend one in here. If you're older students and you're going to take public transit, make sure to walk on the crosswalks that are uh, appointed for each bus. If you're leaving a, bu- you know, from a bus terminal or bus station, if you're taking a train, make sure to stay behind the yellow line or behind the bumps on the tracks. Or um, also, if you're carrying backpacks and you know that there's a lot of buses or trains, take them off your back and carry them in your hand. Because what can often happen is, is and apparently this happens a lot if you walk by a, a, a train that's pulling out to get to your own train. Right. Sometimes a door shuts on the strap. Oh, right? oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and this is quite common apparently. And what then you get dragged by the bus or the train, right? So the best thing they say to do there is carry the backpack. If you see suspicious, uh, some, if you see something suspicious, or you know that somebody's in medical uh, stress on these uh, public vehicles, you can, you know, press the alarm button and let a crew member know. Or if that's not possible, if you're on a bus or a train, you can always contact nine one one, explain what the situation is, and they will alert. You know, they will find a way to get in touch with the train's crew. Um, if you drop something on the track, make sure to tell a crew member. Don't try to get it yourself. Because sometimes it falls through and sometimes the train's getting ready to pull out or whatever and may not know that you're there picking something up. So it just makes it safe all the way around. It takes two seconds for accidents to happen. And I never even thought of the uh, backpack strap being stuck in doors. And that's as simple as it can be really is how quickly these things can happen. And this topic seems sort of like an obvious topic, but it's one that we need to continue to discuss Margaret, and it's so great that you brought this to us today. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for spending the last two segments with us. Great stuff as always. Have a great rest of the show, guys, and enjoy your long weekend. Thank you. You as well. That was Margaret Weldon with another edition of In the Know. She was talking to us about safety going to and from school. Well... Really wonderful, really wonderful as we think about these things now. Some great advice from Margaret. Uh, An Edmonton uh, area organization wants to create an inclusive experience of Alberta waters. James Crisco, he joins us in just a moment to talk about it and fill us in right after this on his report on Kelly and Company.